Well, that music means the Bowlers Extra podcast is back after a a substantial hiatus, uh, not really uh, for any reason other than I've been dealing with a cough, and this is no joke. Uh, I've tried to put together a couple, you know, podcasts after basketball games, uh, most recently uh, coming back from Illinois. Uh, and, and also after the Minnesota game, but, uh, the cough just got in the way and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't go for an extended period of time without coughing. And it was, uh, disgusting, uh, to listen to. And therefore I would not s- subject you to, uh, my illness and my cooties, uh, coming across the, the podcast. So the cough is better and therefore we're going to try, try to put together, a a potter here for you, uh, mainly about basketball as, uh, Purdue is coming off, uh, Thursday night's, uh, 84, 78 double overtime loss, uh, to Michigan up in Ann Arbor. And by now, you know, uh, the monster game that Travion Williams had 36 points, 20 rebounds. Uh, but Purdue did lose in double overtime, played better on the road than they, uh, than they have, uh, at Nebraska and at Illinois. So that's a positive sign. Uh, somehow they can continue to play like that. And they're not going to get 36 and 20 from Travion every time they go on the road. Uh, if, you know, if they can play with the, the fight and compete the way they did uh, and fix problems in games, like uh, they got the rebounding straightened out uh, in the second half. And they, they cut down on their turnovers uh, in the second half after having 11 uh, in the first half. You know, things like that, if they can continue to uh, make those kind of improvements, then I think they'll be fine on the road. The the issue, maybe not the, maybe not the right word, but the, uh, the concern, again, maybe not the right word. But moving forward, you're still putting a lot of pressure on yourself uh, if you're Purdue to, to win home games. Uh, you you feel like Purdue feels like it's invincible at home and and rightfully so, but Michigan State comes to town Sunday, uh, and they they can kind of push through that invincibility uh, just based on the talent that they have. Uh, so you can't get too comfortable just because you're playing at home and think that's an automatic win. Uh, now, granted, if if Purdue would uh, somehow win Sunday's game, and they're not going to be favored to, and not a lot of people are going to expect them to win. Uh, that would be a huge boost uh, for uh, for this team. And if somehow they can get some wins on the road in the Big Ten, and we're not talking a whole lot, just enough to get you over 500 in the league and get you in a position uh, to finish in a decent spot uh, in the standings and get you in the NCAA tournament, you know, I think that you call that a, a successful season based on who's on the roster, you know, what they lost, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, they played without Matt Harms now for uh, a few games. Uh, those of you that followed the game closely on, on Thursday went out with a hip flexor in the first half and didn't play uh, the rest of the way. Uh, I think it was th- about 34 minutes he didn't play uh, when you count the, the two overtimes. Uh, so they're, they're missing, uh, you know, Thursday they missed him more defensively, I thought, uh, than, uh, than on the offensive end. Uh, because he, he he had gotten off to a good start defensively, he blocked a couple shots, had a deflection before the first uh, TV timeout, and continued to um, 
have a presence uh, in the paint against Michigan. And, you know, Xavier Simpson got going in the second half. Maybe he changes what Michigan tries to attack in, in that situation. So, um, you know, not having him on the floor was, uh, was a big deal uh, for Purdue uh, Thursday night. Uh, but if you can get him back uh, as soon as possible, I don't know about Sunday. Uh, but if you, you know, they got a week off after that. They go to Maryland. So if you can get him back, you know, maybe maybe going to Maryland, uh, you give yourself a, a better chance. But, they, you know, they played without him before. Uh, and they they did it Thursday night, and they, you know, for the most part, they 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 did pretty well. Uh, but you know, this team is still limited in what it can do, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really hard to, um, you know, you just don't have a a big margin for error uh, with this team. And you know, I felt last night they needed um, probably that one more person to step up. You know, Isaiah Thompson did so at the start of the second half. He scored all 14 of his points uh, there probably in the first mm, uh, eight to ten minutes or so. Uh, gave him a five-point lead early in the second half. Uh, but they probably needed one more guy in regulation to to to, to help, help them pull out pull out the game. And, you know, Purdue did have a shot at the end, but – uh, I think uh, Travion's uh, shot was blocked. He wasn't expecting a pass from Hunter as Hunter drove uh, to the right side of the basket uh, and probably shouldn't have passed it off, probably should have just gone up and shot it and and, and took the chances there. But uh, Purdue was in the game. You know, they had they had the last shot in regulation. Uh, and then, of course, the, the double overtimes and, uh, you know, Xavier Simpson uh, kind of took over and, he spent most of the game uh, feeding his teammates because he finished with nine assists, and then uh, second, uh, then late in the game and uh, both overtimes, uh, he he looked to score and he finished uh, with twenty two. But uh, Travion's game was uh, was a monster game, no question about it. Uh, Thirty six points, twenty rebounds. Uh, he six he was sixteen of twenty eight from the field, twenty eight field goal attempts, uh, and he did it a lot of different ways. You know, he when, when you look at it. You know, Purdue had uh, 26 points in the paint. Um, so he had 36 total, and he had one three. So, I mean, uh, and I'm not sure he had every single point in the paint. There were other guys that, that kind of got to the rim a little bit uh, and contributed. But, you know, that to me that, that, that shows that he, he was very um, – he was all over the place as far as – getting his points in, in, in that game. Not all of them came, not all of them were layups. Not all of them were just right around the basket. Uh, there were spin moves. Uh, there were drives on the baseline. There were step back jumpers. There were step back three, the step back three pointer toward the end of regulation, which kind of amazed everybody at that point. Uh, Isaiah Thompson said afterwards, he, he, he said it was probably, he said it was probably a mistake to throw him the ball, but, the shot clock was uh, running down, and uh, he didn't have a choice. And Williams uh, did his step back and uh, and drained it. And you know, at that point, you thought, okay, it, it has to be Purdue's night because uh, I, I believe it gave him a sixty to fifty eight lead with about a minute twenty four to go. Uh, but you know, Michigan came down and scored, and uh, the the two teams kind of traded punches uh, toward the uh, uh, at the end of regulation and through through the overtime, but. Uh, uh, Travion did a lot of a lot of good things, a lot of spin moves. Uh, he, you know, obviously he hit the boards hard with twenty. 
so he so he you know he played at the level that you know a lot of people expect him to play at including his coach but he also had a lot of opportunities because harms was not on the floor uh you know i think that's a big deal that you you really have to look at is purdue just had one big guy on the floor and you know not that it's a negative that harms uh, and williams play together but the I, I think not having harms uh in the game allowed williams to kind of thrive the way he did. Uh, I, I don't believe that he would go 36 and 20 if Harms plays his normal minutes. Uh, you know, maybe Purdue gets maybe Purdue gets a, a little bit more balance if, if Harms on the floor. Uh, so, you know, I, I think you have to take that into account. It's not discounting what Travion did because he was the go-to guy. He was the guy that they were writing. I mean, during one stretch, he scored 13 straight points for Purdue. Uh, that was at the end of regulation and through the first overtime. So they, they were riding him all the way. I mean, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's any question about that, but you know, the reason that Purdue kept going to him was because harms was not on the floor and he was the guy down on the block. And for the life of me, I, I won't understand, you know, it, every, every, every team is different. Every coach approaches it a different way. I get it. Uh, you know, and maybe Michigan just doesn't have the, the inside folks, uh, to, to double, but they, they didn't double Travion at all. Uh, you know, I can see starting out the game like that, but, uh, you know, he has 16 points at half. You know, maybe uh, make a slight adjustment and you do some doubling there uh, to start the second half to see what you get. He, you know, he is an excellent passer. Therefore, w- when you double, you run the risk of, uh, of leaving maybe uh, Sasha Stefanovic open, uh, Jihad Proctor open, um, Eric Hunter Jr. open. You, you, you do run the risk of leaving uh, a perimeter shooter shooter over. So you can take, you'd rather give up two than give up three type of uh, scenario. Uh, but not to have any double team presence uh, during the game. There, there were a few times they hedged over, but they, they truly did not come with a double team against Williams. Uh, which I, I, I was surprised, uh, but that's something that, um, you know, coaches get into their philosophy and they stick with it. Uh, I believe Garza from Iowa had a huge game against, uh, Michigan as well, uh, earlier in the year. Uh, so this is a trend that Michigan has to deal with if they're not going to, to double in the post. Purdue will, Purdue will double in the post, uh, occasionally or more than occasionally, but also, Purdue's offensive big men are are, are are taught that if you get one-on-one inside, then you, you, you're you supposed to go score. You're a scorer at that point. The ball should not be coming out after that. But if you get doubled, the ball's supposed to come out. And that's the philosophy that Purdue, Purdue kind of lives by. But, uh, you know, Williams had had the game of his life. Uh, I'd be curious if there's another one <laughs> coming uh, down the road Sunday, he'll get double teamed because Michigan State has the depth inside, and they have uh, a lot of fouls that they can give uh, to 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 keep him from 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 going uh, and having another big game like he had uh, Thursday night. So I, he'll, he'll see uh, he'll see a completely different defense uh, on on Sunday against uh, Michigan State, and that's um, and it'll be a big test not only for him but the whole team and. Matt Harms' status is kind of up in the air uh, as uh, we record this. Uh, so we're not going to really know anything until Saturday. I may not know anything until Sunday. 
if if Harms is going to be able to play. He you know he he was ruled out of the second half uh, Thursday night. Uh, so you know they get back late. You know Friday. Well, you know the treatment that he gets. You know then how does he feel Saturday and then. How does he feel Sunday at the shoot-around if Purdue does uh, take a shoot-around? The game's at noon, and sometimes uh, Matt Painter won't do a shoot-around for a game uh, that early, preferring his guys get a few more hours of, of sleep as opposed to um, you know walking through uh, some offensive and defensive sets. Uh, but you know where does this leave Purdue? Well, they're 2-3 in the Big Ten, 9-7 overall, as we talked about earlier. Uh, they'll need to... Um, you know, they'll need to find a way to win some games on the road. No question. Cause I, I, I don't believe they'll go undefeated at home, uh, in the big 10. Uh, they may, they might, they might lose a couple games. Uh, they're not going to lose a whole lot, but, uh, you, you got, we start losing home games and you gotta, you gotta make it up somewhere uh, on the road, uh, in order to get, you know, stay in or get in the NCAA tournament, uh, discussion. Um, and Purdue, you know, Purdue at this point in still early January probably needs a, a bit of a marquee win, uh, on its schedule. It has some, it has some good wins in the non-conference, but it probably needs a nice big 10 win to kind of, you know, uh, build up that resume a little bit. You're going to get more opportunities as the big 10, uh, goes along just because there's a lot of really good teams in the, in the, in the conference and Purdue will have uh, a lot more opportunities, but, uh, you get one at home on Sunday, and you really, uh, you really need to, to take it, take advantage of it. Uh, and again, they might be shorthanded without Harms, but uh, you know this team has has played without Harms before uh, when he was out with the concussion that he suffered against Nebraska. So they've they they kind of know what uh, what to do uh, in in that in that situation. Uh, but you know Sunday uh, will be will be another big test for them. Uh, Michigan State, uh, you know, I think through the early part of the schedule, uh, Big Ten schedule, that is, is, is clearly demonstrated that uh, the Spartans are the best team in the league. Uh, they're undefeated at 5-0. and um, And it's a long year, but they, they've kind of clear, clearly established themselves as the front runner uh, to win the regular season title. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win it by, oh, you know they, they they could win this thing by probably three or four games. I, I don't know what team right now has uh, played consistently enough uh, that that's going to catch them. You know Maryland has a lot of talent, but they they've kind of been up and down uh, a little bit. Michigan had it had its shot last week, uh, but then got got blown out. Uh, doesn't mean when you know Michigan hosts Michigan State uh, later in the year that Michigan doesn't get them, but. It's it's clear right now that Michigan State has all the uh, uh, all the tools right now to win the league, uh, and then kind of set themselves up for a deep NCAA tournament run. Uh, and you know the Big Ten is kind of reflective of probably the whole college basketball landscape uh, in general, uh, where you don't where Michigan State's probably the front runner right now. They are the front runner, but you still got a lot of teams that are jockeying for a position I it's kind of the same way across the country where uh some teams are starting to emerge but you got a lot of teams that are that are tightly packed together and uh it's going to take until the end of this 20 game big 10 season uh to really uh, sort out 
uh, what's what uh, in this league and uh, across the country. But anyway, I want to put together a quick uh, podcast for you. Uh, coming out of the Michigan game and going into Michigan State, uh, we'll try to uh, try to get this done more regularly uh, as soon as my health is a little bit better, uh, and, and try to try to keep this thing going. Uh, so subscribe, do what you need to do, tell your friends and neighbors uh, about about the podcast, and then. Uh, uh, we'll we'll be back the next time. Appreciate you listening, and uh, have a good day.